My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. Welcome to this edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Corbs. And I'm Lana. Gentlemen and ladies, what's got you geeked? Well, I uh, didn't want to step on anybody's toes because I figured at least one person around the table was going to bring up, you know, Netflix reviving Gilmore Girls. So uh, I decided to go with Star Wars Battlefront. EA, that's Electronic Arts, has finally announced their plans for the season pass for the rest of the year and into 2017. Now, what they've announced is there's going to be some free uh, downloadable content coming out here and there. Uh, but in March, and this is cool. Just listen to this, Paul. Imagine this, even though I know you're not playing Battlefront. Think about this. In March, they are releasing the Outer Rim. You're going to be able to fight uh, in the, around the factories of Celis and battle within Jabba the Hutt's palace on Tatooine. Nice. Okay, so that's cool. Gets better. In summer, Bespin. They are going to uh, release levels that are set in Cloud City. And then uh, for the rest of the last uh, DLC they released in uh, 2016 is going to be Death Star. And there's finally wow. going to be levels placed on, or that take place on Death Star. Now there is going to be a fourth expansion pack that's going to come out early 2017. They haven't announced anything about that yet. Uh, but being that I've been playing Battlefront a lot, uh, I'm very excited about this. I wasn't sure if I wanted to pick up the season pass because the game itself, now, mind you, I got mine as part of a bundle, but it's, it's the... Uh, the idea of it. The game itself was $69.99, and then they release a $50 season pass. Okay, that's really expensive, especially considering a lot of people criticize the game for uh, basically being half there. There's not a whole lot of maps. You know, there's not as much to it as other games that are released at a lower price. But I think the game really gets by on the fact that it is about the perfect uh, cinematic Star Wars experience recreated in the game. I mean, it, it's just perfect. And even the people that complain about it say it's it looks beautiful, it sounds great, it feels like a Star Wars movie, but I'm pissed off I paid seventy dollars for you know, I mean if you're playing Supremacy, which is what I you know, I generally play, which is their their big, you know, mode with lots and lots of players, you're basically playing on four maps. Okay. And you switch back and forth, well, first you're the rebels, and then the next time you're the Empire, then it switches to another map. I mean there are other maps for some of the other modes, but not all the maps are accessible, so there's a lot of limitations. They are going to be looking, it sounds like, at potentially making more of the uh, levels available for other versions or you know other game modes. Uh, but it's just that's what's got me geeked. I mean, that, that's that's going to be a lot of fun. And if you're if you haven't picked up Star Wars Battlefront, all I can say is if you're a Star Wars fan and you like first-person shooters, but maybe you're not really good at them. Because I mean, I'm not a Call of Duty guy. You know, my last big first-person shooter was Left 4 Dead, and that was famous for not being a difficult game to play. You know, you just kind of point and shoot at, at lots of zombies. Um, so I'm not super good at those, especially not with the controller. I really miss the mouse setup for that. 
but it's still a lot of fun. And I think if you're a Star Wars fan, it's worth picking up. Nice. No, is it only out for the, the current gen systems? Only out for current gen and PC. Okay. Uh, there, are, there are, and I, I can't really confirm this, but there's been a lot of reports that the uh, player base on PC has really suffered. Um, so there, there's not as many people to play against on PC. And Xbox a little bit too, you know, it hasn't been huge, but on PS4 it's been fine. Nice. So no, no problems getting into a game at all. Um, and that's what I'm geeked about. Very cool. Corbs? I mean, it's uh, Super Bowl. Uh, Peyton Manning's going back to Super Bowl first time in... Uh, well, he was there with, what, three years ago with the Broncos when they got smoked by Seattle. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he's going back again this year against Carolina. Uh, two weeks, or a week from tomorrow. So a week from Sunday. So it uh, looks like it might be his uh, might be his last game, too, Peyton Manning's. So it'd be nice to uh, to go on top for him. Go on a high note, yes. So I mean, he got there, which is nice. I mean, he's won one, so you know he can he can never be labeled as the greatest quarterback to never have won a game, a super, a super Bowl. So he did win one, so that label obviously is is gone. But I'd like to see him win one more. I like to see him go out on top. So should be an interesting game, Carolina. A uh, bunch of us at work have been talking about it. The, both their defenses are, I think, one and two in the National Football League this year. So. Could be a low scoring affair. Could be uh, could be high scoring, depending on how well they're playing. So, be interesting to watch. I can't wait to, to, to tune in. Now, who is it? I know that uh, the the Panthers are in it only because their last stupid game preempted the X Files. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Carolina and Denver, the Panthers and the Broncos. Carolina, best team uh, in the National Football League this year. They're seventeen and one or something like that. Yeah, you talked about that once. Yeah, so they're they're Carolina is a fantastic team. I'm not gonna lie. I watched them play their last game. I mean, I watched until halftime when they were beating uh, Arizona, which is the highest scoring team in the National Football League this year. They hauled them to no points in the first half. So, yeah, I caught the end of that, and, and I'm just thinking to myself, okay, this is going to go on forever. I can already see it's going to preempt the X Files. It's like 14 to 50-something. Yeah. Can't you guys just... Wrap this up. Yeah, yeah. really. I mean, there, there's, it's not even possible to win this game at right. this point. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, it, you know, but they've got to, you know, it was the, the conference championship, so they got to go through all that heavy horse shit and give out the trophies and all that stuff and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But I, I don't disagree with you. A game ended up, ended up being 40, 49 to 17. I mean, really? There was there's yeah. no way no way Arizona was coming back from it. They they knew that. I mean, it's seven turnovers. I mean, that's just you know at some point you've got to say, okay, this game is over with. I mean, you, you can put it on a different channel. You can switch it to like ESPN or something, and you know. But I mean, if it was a close game like the Denver game was, ended up being twenty to eighteen. I mean, that game you don't yeah. want to preempt yeah. because it came down to the very last play of the game. Well, you know, and, and not to get off topic from that, um, I know that we might talk about it a little later in the show, but. Uh, I, I just kind of thought it was really stupid uh, scheduling by Fox to have something that people would be, you know, ravenous for, like the X Files, right. happening after a football game, and we all know football games run over all the time. All the those time. who don't watch football, and you know, it, it'd be nice if our DVRs had the ability uh, to, to to adjust. adjust to logic. Yeah. I saw so many people on Facebook, even uh, one uh, Felicia Day. You know, you know she is Felicia Day yes. was pissed off because her DVR didn't get the last half of the X Files. Yeah. You know, she said it and she left. And went. so, why would you schedule such a high-profile premiere in a place that that could be a problem? I, I think, and I, well, I think the reason they did that was to help maybe to draw a few of the fans from the football game to the X Files. I mean, okay, okay, that's like saying 
you know, I'd like to draw a few fans of the football game into my, I don't know, comic book store. Maybe they'd like to read Manya. I mean, it just it doesn't. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know, but I, I, know, I, know, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I mean, a lot of guys who watch football aren't gonna stick around to watch the X Files, but I think that's the reason why they put it there to. Maybe, maybe on the same token, maybe they're trying to draw people who haven't seen or don't watch football games normally. They'll tune in at I think it was what eight o'clock or nine o'clock for the X Files, and the game had to run over by thirty minutes, and they catch the last half of the game. Hope maybe hoping it would be a close game, and people would say, "Oh, this no, this isn't so bad." You know, maybe we'll watch the Super Bowl in a week or two. I can tell you, I'm one of those people you're talking about, and, and I, can, I guarantee I did not watch the game. I stopped around the house screaming. I can't believe you know. I was just. I was it was crazy. nerd rage. Yeah, nerd rage. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, actually, it wasn't that bad, but. And, and you know, I, when I got to work on Monday, and I was, you know, I was on uh, the news feed and stuff like that. You weren't the only people. A lot of people were pissed that the football game preempted the X Files. I mean, so it was a big story that came up on uh, one of the news feeds that I was looking at, looking through. So it made national attention that that this happened. So I don't, you know, I don't know, I don't know how you fix it. You, you don't schedule a big premiere after a football game. Let that be your big thing. Right. Because there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, well, I'm not no, into football, but that being their big Sunday night thing, that's perfectly fine. Um, you don't schedule a big premiere that people have been waiting years to see right after something like that. Right. I just think that's silly. I agree. makes total sense. And it's it's not the only thing that it's happening with. The CW has been oh, yeah. walking all over our shows yep. this past couple weeks. Yeah, with the with the basketball games. Yes. Are those even local games? Or yeah, well, they're they're ACC games, which okay. is where where SU was part of. You do know that the CW is playing the shows that are supposed to be on on Saturday on Saturday nights. Yes. Yeah. So it's pissing me off. Right, and if you go on, if you go on the news feeds, you'll see because two weeks ago it was Arrow. No, two weeks ago it was Flash. You're right. Two weeks ago it was this Flash. Week, this yes. week it was Arrow. Yes. And I didn't. And Supernatural. I, <laughs> I don't watch Supernatural, but so. But and then I didn't realize it. So Saturday night, I'm sitting at home with with uh, my son, and he's doing something on the computer, and I'm watching TV, and I see that the my DVR is taping. I'm like, What the hell? Like, what yeah. The, like, what the hell is taping? It's Saturday. I don't tape anything on Saturday night. So I clicked on my DVR, and I go, Flash is on Saturday nights now. <laughs> That's not right. And then of course it was on on Tuesday, and I'm like. I'm so confused. What's going on? Well, you know, it's nice that they're now showing those things later. I can remember a time in the past when... Uh, it would just be, it's done. You, Sorry. You missed it. Yep. Uh, I wonder about this, though. I, I meant to actually Google search this, but I wonder if it is the legality of if you pay for a station and they have your shows that you want to watch schedule and they preempt them, would you really get in trouble if you went and torrented them? You know, yes. Well, yeah, but keep in mind, it, like, let's say, let's say I wanted to go out and get the new uh, Megadeth CD that came out last week. Uh, as long as I own a copy, you can burn a copy. Yeah, yes. But I can also download it. I'm not allowed to share it, but I'm, a, I'm allowed to download it. They can't prosecute me because I already own a, a physical copy of the medium that I paid for. So you could you can download it or you can make a copy. It doesn't matter. So I kind of got wondering because I mean, yeah, I watched this week's uh, Arrow and I did not get it through the, the normal means and I didn't want to do that, but that's also something that's out of my control. I have not. I'm actually waiting for it to tape tonight. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but the See, one the one that pissed me off the most with this preempting thing, and I'm sure this is riveting for everybody else in the country who actually got to watch these shows. Um, the one thing I was waiting for was this Dawn of the Justice League special with Kevin Smith. Yeah. And that got preempted on us. And then everything that was on the special I wanted to see was plastered all over social media the day after because the rest of the world got to see it. So 
I mean, granted, I could have stayed off of social media, but by the time I got to watch this, I'm just like, yep, yep, heard about that. Oh, yeah, heard about that. Oh, let me guess. This is where they're going to announce the Green Lantern Corps. Oh, look at that. Yep. So, fuck you, sports. <laughs> There's got to be a better solution for that. Isn't that why we why they created sports cable stations? Yeah, really. <laughs> I agree. Except that, you know, ratings. All these sports games bring in a shit ton of ratings, so they're never going anywhere. We know that. And some of us around the table don't want them to go anywhere, which makes sense. So what you're saying is that I didn't have to go illegally procure this week's episode of Arrow because I didn't need to be prepared for today? Thanks, guys. Because <laughs> that's the reason I did it, because I wasn't sure if we'd be talking about it. So basically what Hugh is saying is we, GeekPod, forced him to go become a pirate. That's what he's trying hey, to do. I think. pay my direct TV bill every month. I think that would hold up in court. Yes. That and there's that whole CW app thing that they play the shows what the day later. So technically we could go that route if we wanted to. Oh, that's right. That doesn't play on my TV though, does it? No. You can't I don't think uh, so. stream it. Well, you can after you've downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I but mean, I, from the app. Oh, they have to build, uh, first of all, they have to build Chromecast streaming into the app. Uh, the other thing with that is, as much as I love the Chromecast technology, it is notoriously now unreliable. I mean, is it? I haven't used my well, I, I hear people have no problems with it. Uh, I fight with it, and every time I go to use it, I mean, once in a while it'll actually work, and I'm just, like, shocked. Uh, <laughs> but I usually have to, you don't understand. I you actually start swearing, I unplug my Nexus player, I'm like... And I've said this to my wife, I don't know how many times, should just calm down. I'm like, you know, I paid all this money for all this technology to make my life easier. <laughs> you know? I mean, you start playing something, it'll pause. I and mean, I don't know, you know, it could be my phone. You know, I, I stream a lot of stuff from my phone. I have a, a Samsung Note 4, and of course, Samsung are very popular, but they're also super buggy. You know, I don't know if you've noticed that with yours, yeah. but... I mean, and, and it's yeah. funny is that the good stuff usually outweighs the bad, but there's some things that are just weird on them, and I've always struggled with Chromecast usage from this thing. Yeah. I haven't used mine since we had the we, since we got the the smart devices like my Blu-ray players, the new TV, all of that. <clears throat> it's kind of phased out my Chromecast, and I, I have a, a Generation One Chromecast, and the only thing I ever had trouble with was now and then, like if you would go to use it, I would have to unplug it and plug it back in and reboot it because it just wasn't showing up. Yes. And so this episode of GeekPod is sponsored by Chromecast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's your tech lesson for the day. Yes. Tech Talk by GeekPod. <laughs> we cannot be held responsible if you fuck your computer up. Because you probably will. Wait, why, it, why it, would they touch the computer just because we said it? <laughs> People hang on our every word, Lana. Doesn't mean they should touch things because of it. <laughs> Oh, She's sorry. right. She's right. That is that is the disclaimer for this episode. Please don't, don't touch things while listening to Geek Pop. <laughs> we are idiots. Right, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I Holy can't believe crap. you are there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I was like... <laughs> okay, so what's got me geeked is this company called Autodesk is pairing with um, a project called Kids Mob, and they're taking kids that have been born without arms or don't or lost them in an accident 
and instead of creating normal prosthetics, they are creating superhero-like prosthetics. So, one boy create they're they're letting these kids make their own. So one boy um, made an arm that it's kind of like Spider-Man but with darts, and then another girl did the same thing but with glitter. Okay. So it shoots glitter and it shoots darts. No, one boy has one that shoots darts, and another girl has one that shoots glitter. So they're arming them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. With glitter. <laughs> and darts. <laughs> yeah, the darts are the around. It depends on if they're like nerf. I, I don't know. Like nerf nerf weapon and come, oh come off of. <laughs> oh, you can't Pretty see handy. this, but Paul is like rolling on the floor. <laughs> I don't even know what I did to take my arms off. Why? Of course, they're arming up their prosthetic arms. Oh, <laughs> I didn't need to take them off. <laughs> I was thinking in the weapons sense of the term. Oh, you would think like that. But. Okay. Are you guys done? Yeah. Yes, please For continue. Right now. <laughs> okay, so. They're pairing these kids with 3D design specialists and augmentation experts to create these unique prosthetics, and they're they're they don't want to replicate a hand. Okay. And this project has done things in the past. They've designed a fence for a school, created a youth center for an area devastated by a typhoon. I don't know what that project is. I didn't look into that. But, and then at the end of this project, these kids are showing these prosthetics to Autodesk employees, which is the 3D printer company, and they're going to help them make these prototypes more professional because, hold on, let me pull up a picture. These look like preschoolers made them. Give me a minute. Somebody start talking. Like sure. This. So, I mean, this this sounds like a hell of a project. I mean, yeah. it's... I'm just concerned. I mean, I think it's a great idea, but giving a kid an arm that shoots darts. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah, they're I, thinking I... like Nerf darts. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. Okay, it would be great if sense. like they're like you know. This is the one that shoots glitter. Okay, that's. That's what. Kind of horrifying. Just, a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, but you know what totally is going to happen if this becomes national news after everybody hears an Geek Pod? Uh, you know Marvel is going to have a superhero like that. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Who's teaming up with the blue ear? Yes. And then here's another picture of more of the kids. They had six of the six kids do these. All between the ages of 10 and 15. So what do the other ones get? One has darts, one has glitter... It didn't say in the article what the other kids made. That one kid looks like he possibly has a death claw. Are they like making a a group of like cyborgs, Suicide like squad. monsters? Villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this superhero cyborg is what this project is called. They're calling it superhero cyborg. I think so. Let me. Are you sure? Because I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. Let me go write back to my notes. Well, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Um. Sure. Yeah, this superhero cyborgs. Okay, interesting. That's a really cool project. Yeah, um, and this only just launched the twenty seventh. So just a couple days ago. Yeah, like two days ago. Because as of now, we're recording on the thirtieth of January. 
Yeah. That's really cool. You know, it makes me wonder um, if that'll give people ideas. You know, we'll start seeing, you know, glitter arms show up at raves and things like that. Well, I mean, we already have the glitter roots and the glitter eyebrows trend, so. Hey, look at my glitter arm. <laughs> oh, I'm <blind>. <laughs> You know, there was another story that popped up in the, the Geek Pod uh, feed. Uh, Laura, I believe, uh, put it up there about uh, Darth Vader. Man, person dressed as Darth Vader, obviously, uh, delivering a prosthetic arm to a boy in a hospital. Did you I saw that. Yeah. Did you catch the commentary on that as well? I may not have caught all of it. Oh, because we were talking about it, and, and I said I thought it was kind of creepy. O- only because, okay, this is Darth Vader giving this kid an arm. Darth Vader, a character who's lost an arm. I, I, I You know, if it was Captain America, Spider-Man, whatever, it was Darth Vader. And uh, didn't quite understand. And I said, you know, it'd kind of be like, you know, if you're having a testicle transplant and, uh, you know, Lance Armstrong delivered the testicle. It's just <laughs> creepy. Still wow. didn't make sense. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, I mean, it's a really good, it was a really good gesture, but I just thought... Kind of on the nose and maybe could be a little creepy. I lost my arm and have a prosthetic arm. Here's yours. <laughs> Here's yours. My, my brain just says that that's a little weird. Maybe Darth Vader is his favorite guy, favorite character. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, if if that's who he wanted, you know, more power to him. But I, like I, I said on Facebook, I'd feel just as creepy if he had his uh, arm delivered by the drummer from Def Leppard. <laughs> you know, just, there's there's an inappropriateness there, at least a little bit. I mean, really, though, with, with Star Wars characters, it's not like they could choose one that hasn't walked a limb, you know? That's very true. Yeah. I mean, if they're into Marvel, maybe send the Winter Soldier. I mean, yeah. Huh. And anyway... Wow, we just, went, we just went dark there again. Yeah. So, on the topic of Marvel, I'll go into what's got me geeked, and that is the Deadpool movie. The more yes. I'm seeing from this, the more fun this movie looks like it's going to be. Did I leave the stove on? I love that. <laughs> um, I'm not getting as deep as the rest of these guys, but that that's that's it for me. I'm I'm really curious, oh. and it's odd that I'm this into seeing this movie because I fucking hate Deadpool. I have a, a funny story relating to the game that I got for Christmas. It's the Deadpool game, obviously. Okay. Um. So my mom wanted to watch me play this game, so. I have I, I get really angry when I play video games and my mom doesn't let us swear. It was like dead silent. I died and I screamed fuck you to the TV with my mom sitting in front of your mouth. Outstanding. Did you did yeah. you get backhanded? No, I did not. She didn't say anything. But oh. that's when I made a mental note not to play this game around her. Well, it's Deadpool, so you probably shouldn't have been playing around her in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, ma- I made him yeah. uh, drop a stink pickle on the screen. <laughs> I hear this game is pretty graphic and pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raunchy. He takes a shit. Yeah, you have the option to make him sit on the toilet. <laughs> Paul, Paul is just okay. Lord, Paul you know it's available you. for PC, Paul. Um, what about for a PS3? Cause I yeah, I believe too. it's out. Yeah. It came out for PS3 first. They just released the PS4 and Xbox One versions. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And I'm pretty sure you can probably get it for dirt cheap. At, uh... Well, before the movie comes out, because then it'll probably jack back up in price. But did yeah. you guys notice, speaking of Deadpool, all the merch that's starting to show up in odd places now? I haven't seen a whole lot of it. No. I was at Target recently, and... <laughs> what? Because it's so odd that I go shopping? No, Target has everything. Yes. Oh. They had an end cap near the toys of 
pop vinyl t-shirts. Wait, what? Yes. Are they made out of vinyl? No, I, I would assume they're made out of cotton. Then what's like, the point? Because on them, they have images of pop vinyl characters. Ah, okay. Um, I saw three different ones. Deadpool, Daredevil, and The Punisher. And then they have the, the big big pop vinyl figures that have the, the plush layer on them of okay. Deadpooling. It was basically a big Deadpool end cap with these other two t-shirts on them. But it was just very weird to me. It's like, this is another character that just does not seem like he should have full mainstream appeal. But he already does. I, I mean, know. Yeah, this movie yeah, and the game and everything. Is, so. you, you gotta remember too. What? My eight-year-old knows who Deadpool oh, is. Oh, I thought you said you didn't know who Deadpool was. I'm yeah, like, really. wait, wait, wait. I remember playing this uh, this video game a while ago, and I don't know. I think we had to Marvel like, Ultimate Alliance. Probably, and we had to like fight Deadpool or something. So I've I've known who he is for a long time. And he showed up in the Marvel cartoons, the uh, the Hulk yes. versus Wolverine, was it? I believe. Oh, was he in that? I haven't seen that. Uh, one. I, he was in what, what that came out. There was a two pack of mover, two movies that came out. That, at the same time. Hulk versus Thor and Hulk versus Wolverine. Yeah, yes. he, he was in one of those. I think it was the Wolverine one. Makes sense. Uh, voiced, I believe he was voiced by Nolan North, who's still doing the voice for the games, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean that's why Deadpool started showing up in all the comic books. I mean he became mainstream popular. Uh, they toned him down a little bit, but he's. I'm trying to think of a good. Uh, yeah, he may, may attained a popularity the Lobo was never able to. Mm-hmm. I guess so. That. I mean, I'm not surprised by it. Hey, here's the thing: I'm surprised that they actually made a movie that's rated R. They're going to do it right. Yes. Um, yeah. The yeah. fact that the character's popular, I think he's been popular for years. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's he he's in the Lego superhero yep. game. My my son plays. That's how he knows who he is, and he he's like. Dad, I want to see this movie. And I'm like, <laughs> and you said, no, 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 no. Unfortunately, no. you're not going to be able to see this movie yet. Not for another ten years. Yeah. Yeah. There are rumors that Hugh Jackman might be popping up in the movie. But... I saw that, too. That's interesting. Do you think uh, that Deadpool is going to become the new Wolverine of the Marvel um, X-Men universe? Uh, you know, I, I think what will probably happen with the, uh, the X-Men movies is... If once Hugh Jackman's done, I'm pretty sure they'll probably introduce a new Wolverine. I think they're going to recast since they seem to be setting themselves up to go into the future. Yeah, you know. So I think we're they're going to have to. They either need to keep him on, which I'd be fine with, or they need to get somebody new in there. But I don't think they'd replace Wolverine with Deadpool. I wouldn't be surprised if Deadpool showed up in the X Men movies, though. Oh yeah, I think if this movie does well and it looks like it's going to, yeah, we're going to see him in a lot more of the ones going forward. And in what a what a triumphant uh, turnaround for Ryan Reynolds. Huh? Oh, I know, right? I mean, not only, you know, to, to make up for, you know, what happened with Green Lantern, but also the fact that, I mean, this is something he wanted. And to make up for Wolverine Origins. Yes. But he, this is something he pushed for. This would not have gotten made if he hadn't. When nobody else thought it could be done, no one else thought it would be done, he kept fighting for it. And he's going to make the perfect Deadpool. Yeah. Way more perfect than he was as Green Lantern. No doubt. So... I, I am behind the movie version of Deadpool, at least. I still refuse to read the comics, but that's just me. Why, why but oddly enough... You, uh, what? Why don't you want to read the comics? Um, It's the same thing as the Wolverine effect for me. Mass saturation everywhere. He, he has to be on every fucking team. He's an Avenger now. He's in every other X-book. He has at least two of his... Well, there's that one. I'm talking about Deadpool stuff. So. 
Oh. I'm saying that's the effect. That they've just crammed him everywhere. I mean, he's in a team-up book with Spider-Man now, right? Yeah. He has his own. We're getting five books a week right now that have Deadpool in them. Like, I keep seeing the lists, and there's a ton of different ones. All right. So, yeah, that, that's that's about it for me. That's you know, what's funny is you, you might like the Spider-Man-Deadpool team-ups because uh, I've always found them interesting because Deadpool is completely convinced that him and Spider-Man are best friends. And Spider-Man is constantly telling him that they're not, but he just doesn't get it because Deadpool. Uh, so it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, they reference uh, Spider-Man in the game. Yeah? Yeah. You going to tell us what that reference is? I can't remember it very well, but... He was, like, sitting on his chair, and, I don't know, he was talking about something with, he breaks the fourth wall. A lot. Was, that's, yes, yeah, that's, that's he was Deadpool. talking about something in the game being amazing, and, like, one of the voices goes, I think that's more amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. I think you'd have to see it. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah. Experience it. You know. For yourself, go buy the movie. Game. Wow. <laughs> go buy the movie. Find out Paul, is that cat distracting you? Extremely. It's what almost like it? a squirrel. It's, it's, oh, oh, go get it. It's behind the, it's behind oh, the couch now. Oh, wait, there it goes again. How about we roll right into Hughes News? Alright, well, there's a lot of stuff this week. Um, I really did look for more comic related stuff because I feel like sometimes we. Uh, that kind of gets lost in the shuffle of so many other things in the short time we record. I did manage to find something, but I just wanted to let everybody know I did actually make a concerted attempt to find more comic news. And I think there was some stuff previous week, but, you know, more uh, timely. It was really hard to find stuff. Anyway, we're going to start off with uh, something I call they haven't thrown it all away. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Star Wars Legends, but that is what, uh, what used to be the Star Wars Expanded Universe is now called. The Disney bought... Uh, Star Wars. They basically took the expanded universe and everything that came with it and said, this isn't really canon anymore, but we're going to call it Star Wars Legends, and it's possible we might draw on some of these works, you know, for future things. Well, it's looking uh, as if uh, that we might have one of those legends coming back. Star Wars Rebels may be uh, introducing General, or I'm sorry, not General, Grand Admiral Thrawn. He was a character from the uh, expanded universe, uh, originally showed up in 1991's Heir to the Empire. Now, uh, this is exciting news because this is the first time we've really seen some a character from the Expanded Universe be pulled into the current Star Wars universe. A lot of people are angry about what they did with Legends, but, I mean, I can almost understand it. There was so much that was done in that, the, you know, the time frame after Return of the Jedi. If you're going to start a new movie, and if you were going to do it all with new characters, then you, don't, you could leave it. If you're going to have some of those old characters... Some of those things might conflict. So they didn't want to, you know, just say, you know, this stuff isn't there. They're still calling it Legends. It still sells. But uh, I think people are going to be excited that um, Admiral Thrawn is coming back. Next, we're going to talk about something new on the Cartoon Network that I shot. That, ugh, wow. That I call the heroes we need, but not the show we deserve. There is some big news right now because both Kevin Conroy, Conroy and Mark Hamill are coming back uh, to reprise their roles as Batman and the Joker in a new Justice League animated series that's going to show on the Cartoon Network. Uh, they've released a, a picture that shows, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. No uh, news on who's going to be voicing those two, but you'd think that they might actually go with some of the original actors considering that they have Conroy and Hamill in there to reprise their roles. The thing that's really uh, a, a little scary is that 
they are going to be 11 minute shorts. Now, what they're saying is that you no longer have to wait for you know, your heroes to get into the action. They're going to get right into the action, and it's going to be exciting, you know, from start to finish. I'm concerned that they're giving it the uh, the Teen Titans treatment. They um, specifically referenced that in the Newsarama article I saw. Yeah. Yes. So it's a little scary because, I mean, you're going to have, you know, the big names coming back. It looks like there's a few others, too. Uh, James Woods and Diedrich Bader are going to be coming in as well. But if you're going to take it and you're going to turn it turn it into Teen Titans Go, I mean, that really concerns me because, I mean, if you watch the original Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go makes you want to vomit. I agree. Okay. Now, my kids like Teen Titans Go, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with the program, but considering they use the same voices and it's technically a continuation to take a funny but somewhat serious, really well-done cartoon and turn it into a sitcom uh, is a little jarring. I'm concerned that they're going to do this with the Justice League as well. There's, with Justice League, it's an even bigger deal because they're coming off the heels of, uh, not literally the heels, but you know, this is the first Justice League cartoon since Justice League Unlimited, probably the best or second best cartoon uh, ever made about comic book superheroes, and certainly the most recently best. Did that make sense? <clears throat> Agreed. Uh, because Justice League Unlimited was great. It was a fan phenomenal show. Yeah. So we're going to have to see how, how that's going to work. I, I'm a little concerned. I'm glad to see everybody back. But on to the next news story. I call this one, In Space, No One Can Hear You Scream. Uh, after announcing plans to shoot Star Wars, uh, the next film, Episode 8, I always have to do that with those Roman numerals. I feel like such an idiot. <laughs> um, the director of that movie, Colin uh, Trevorrow, has revealed he also, also wants to film the movie partially in space. Yeah, I heard about in that. In space. Now, apparently... They have used IMAX cameras in space before. Yeah. Uh, he has not gotten any um, word from Disney on whether they're actually going to be able to do that. But, it, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I think it's going to balloon the budget up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm just wondering, what is it that you're going to film in space that's worth that kind of cost? I mean, I can't think of anything. Can you? No. I mean, what are they going to well, do? Well, IMAX. There, uh, I read an article last night, and they said... It said that they already had some scenes filmed in space for the IMAX movie. For an IMAX movie, yeah. Not, yeah. not the Star Wars movie, though. They haven't filmed it yet. No, it was specifically directed towards Star Wars. Yeah, I saw that in the same the same articles. What they were saying is that they that it, filming in space has happened before. That has happened at one point. So it's possible. You know, and going up there and filming probably for one of those IMAX movies. Um, you know, science films that they show at places like the most. Uh, but they haven't actually filmed anything like that for this movie yet. I just can't imagine that there's anything he would do in that that would be worth the cost, other than the gimmick of it. Right. You know? Well, like, there's a lot of, like, scenes where they're just, where there's, like, a spaceship floating in space. Well, that's the thing, though. You can film in space. How are you going to do, if you're going to do models, I don't even know if that would work, the vacuum of space, or you might even crush them. If you're going to do CGI, then what was the What's point? What's the point? Yeah, you're just going to CGI the ship into the the, the star of it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe he'll he'll say something. Maybe he has a brilliant idea that I haven't thought of because, you know, I, I don't have all the brilliant ideas in the world. Uh, but I can't think of any reason why it would be worth it. I, I agree. I, there's nothing they can do that would belong in a Star Wars movie that they need to go to actual space for. I mean, unless we got to the point where you were actually able to go to space, go to the moon, you know, put some oxygen in the atmosphere and, you know, film 
on an actual space desert. Whatever, that, that would make sense, but we can't do that right now. Right. So I'm not sure what the purpose of that is. Uh, next story, and this is interestingly enough, it's going to uh, call back to something that Lana talked about. I call this a farewell to arms. Uh, apparently, S Stephen Amell is going to appear on DC's Legends of Tomorrow as a much older Oliver Queen, uh, partially based on uh, the Arrows uh, or Green Arrows appearance in The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, he's going to have a goatee and missing a left arm, and he's going to be the Green Arrow of 2046. So Are they going to make his arm shoot green glitter? Yes. So well, darts. I, I, after that darts. first episode of Legends Tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I, I gotta say, uh, but that's exciting. You know, it's it, the only thing that uh, I, I kind of felt that when when they said that they were going to these characters were going to go off and they weren't going to be interacting with Arrow or Flash until their adventure was done. I, I just wonder if bringing in like, are we going to see Future Flash next or something? Yes, like that? they're seeing that same episode that the Future Flash okay. is going to be there as well. It, that, that's a, I mean, it's a neat idea, but I, it does kind of take the legs out from under Legends of Tomorrow. It's kind of a crutch on its own. Yeah, yeah. But hey, you know, I, I love what they've done so far, so we'll just have to see. Next up, get ready for some organic, free-range, gluten-free Scooby snacks. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but DC is going to be taking some of Hanna-Barbera's classic characters and revamping them in new comic series. We are going to get some uh, some titles uh, coming uh, out of this. Uh, one is called Scooby Apocalypse. They're doing something on Future Quest, which I believe is Johnny Quest. Wacky La Raceland and the Flintstones. Now, they've released some preliminary uh, artwork for these. Now, the Flintstones doesn't look too bad. It looks kind of like the Flintstones, but with a little bit more realistic proportions. You know, and, and I, I kind of dig that. I mean, it's weird because we grew up with them, but I'm okay with it. But I brought a picture of what they're doing with Scooby-Doo. I've now, seen this. Oh, my God. Did I, I see this? It, it's kind of hard because it turns out after I brought this into uh, my notes, it was not the highest resolution picture in the world. But take a look. Now, I, I believe that... Uh, Somebody on the internet said that Shaggy looks like he should be, uh, you know, running a pop-up uh, clam chowder shack somewhere. Does Shaggy have handlebar mustache? Yes, he has a Van Dyke yes. going on. And they really no have have turned them all into hipsters. Now, oh God. I, I did see one point that was made, and I believe this was on io9. One of the commenters made a statement that the original Scooby-Doo was about hippies and their dog traveling around. The updated version is about hipsters and their dog traveling around. And I, it does make sense. Thematically, it does make sense. Yes. But I, I hate every bit of it with my entire being. You don't like it. You know, I feel the same way. Uh, I don't like the tech and all that. But you know what? I will give it a try only because, like I said, thematically it makes sense. I mean, will today's audience really connect with Shaggy the way he used to be? I mean, those who don't right. smoke weed. <laughs> Will they connect me out? <laughs> so, we'll have to wait and see. And finally, I've got one last news story. This actually broke last week. Uh, and it made me a little bit sad. Uh, I call this, he was sure lucky to leave on his own terms. It was announced that Stephen Moffat is stepping down as showrunner of Doctor Who. Um, there's not going to be any new Doctor Who this year except for the Christmas special. And then there will be a 10th season uh, next year, uh, debuting in the spring. And Moffat is going to be running that. That's going to be his, his last, let's say, you know, 13 episodes. And then Chris Chibnall is going to be taken over. Now, uh, there's been a lot of 
I don't want to say, I guess controversy regarding Stephen Moffat. Uh, the first three, four years, uh, Matt Smith did, what, three, four years? It, his, those first years were amazing. Okay. Um, he really took, it was, it was Doctor Who as done by Tim Burton, almost. It was a, okay. a grand dark fairy tale. And it was responsible for making Doctor Who the, the international deal that it is now. I mean, you, you see Doctor Who merchandise everywhere now. And, you know, it really, it was a great job. What's happened the past two years is a lot of fans are not super happy with the direction the show has taken. Now, I've got a lot of thoughts on this, and this might run a little long, so I apologize, but we haven't really talked about it. Um, a lot of people are upset because they, they say the show is too silly now. And I agree. I mean, last season there were a couple episodes I was like, nah, you know. This season there were a few episodes I wish I hadn't watched. Me being the diehard Doctor Who fan. The interesting thing is, though, uh, Peter Capaldi, who's playing the Doctor now, has been fantastic. No mm -hmm. issues there. He is fucking amazing. Nice. Okay, he was I've born to play the Doctor, even even with bad material. Or I, I shouldn't even call it bad, because here's the thing. People are saying the show has gotten too ridiculous. I had an epiphany in the shower uh, last week while I was thinking about this. I have a lot of epiphanies in the shower, because that's when I think about stuff. Um, takes a lot of time to, to wash this big body. <laughs> Preaching yes. to the choir. Stop. <laughs> um, but I don't think the show has gotten sillier. I think what's happened is you've had a series of young leads who could act wacky and silly, and it made sense, and they were young and sexy. Now you have an, an older man. A man, when he took on the role, he was 55. Same age as uh, William Hartnell was, the first Doctor, when he took on the role in 1963. He's older. He looks like he should be serious. He was presented to us as, you know, it's going to be a, a more serious Doctor. And when he's playing those wacky things, it seems out of, out of place. So I don't think the show has actually changed, but because the lead looks different, I think it... It, it presents itself to the audience as different. Now, not everyone is upset with that. Some people mm -hmm. like it. That That's fine. I mean, Lana, you, you having watched it all, can you see where I'm coming from there? That, yeah, with, that, like, the glasses and, like... It hasn't really gotten wackier. David Tennant had those stupid 3D glasses in that one episode. You know, it, it's just as silly as it's always been, but we now have a guy that looks like he shouldn't be being silly. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So... I don't think the, the problem's not with him, but a lot of people seem to blame Moffat for ruining the show. Oh, the show needs to take a break, all this kind of stuff you see on the internet. I don't know if this was his choice uh, or if the BBC kind of said, listen, we're getting too much flack on Doctor Who, it's time to go. Uh, I'm glad he's going to get a chance to, to end things on his own terms, uh, it sounds like. you know, I mean, he's been doing it for half the time the show's been back on the air anyway, so I mean, it probably is time to leave. And... I mean, taking Sherlock takes up so much of his time anyway. It's got to be tough splitting your time between. Oh, those I'm episodes. sure. Yeah. They, they might get more than three episodes of Sherlock, you know, in 2018. <laughs> um, the BBC did state that you know it sounds like they're trying to damage control. They did. They didn't make it sound like it had anything to do with how the show's performed. Uh, they said you know 2016 is filled with a lot of big events. There's going to be the Euros and the Olympics, and that's going to preempt a lot of stuff. And they just didn't even want to put Doctor Who on the schedule at all. They want to make it a big event. I can sort of understand that uh, because it, the ratings have suffered in the past when there's been big sporting events and things going on in England. So I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I will be, you know, part of me is sad to see him go. Part of me is excited to see Chris Chibnall come on and, uh, you know, breathe new life into it. I just hope they keep uh, Peter Capaldi around. Very cool. Someday I should still sit down and watch an episode of Doctor Who. Maybe you should. Yes. But thank you for saying very cool, even though it was... You know, you really don't have a frame of reference for it. I don't, but I know how passionate you are about it. So. Yep. And, and does it show? Yes. Doesn't show that, that much. 
You were sleeping. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna snore on the no, lake. No, no, no. What day is that? What? What? Who? Huh? Squirrel? Squirrel. But anyway, that rolls us right into uh, something I wanted to throw out to everybody around the table. New TV, new shows there have at this point now started. Um, I know there's each of us into something what? specifically. Just speak, dude. Did that make any sense? No. no. What I wanted to say is, I know there's a show that people are eager to talk about individually. And I'm looking at you, Corbs. Don't look at me like that. Because I know there's a show that you really, really want to talk about. Well, it's not that I wanted to talk about it. I just was, I mean, I mentioned it. Uh, it's called The Outsiders. I, I watched the first episode. It started on Tuesday on the uh, WGN America. For those who don't know what that is. That's the same network the Salem appears on. That is correct. And Manhattan was on that channel. I don't know if Manhattan's still around, but they're all, yeah, it's all on the same same network. Uh, it's it, Basically what it is, it's a, it's about a family. The na- last name is the, the Sparrows. They live just outside of uh, Pittsburgh. They live on a mountain. They've been entrenched in the mountain for over 200 years. And the mountain has basically got billions of dollars of coal in it, but they can't force the barrels off the land because they've been there for 200 years. They don't, they never go, in, they only go into town if they need things, stuff like that. It's, it's, they're very, uh, very family oriented. They're all related cousins and stuff like that. It's, so it's like Altmar. Sounds a little bit like Until Dawn. That is right, yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. That video game. I haven't played it yet. Why not? Damn it. Jesus. I have no I've idea what's happening right now. So, I mean, there's only, there's only been one episode so far. I watched it on Tuesday night. <coughs> I enjoyed the show. Um, the reason I watched it is because Ryan Hurst is in it. Everybody knows that uh, I like Ryan Hurst. Uh, loved I him. didn't know that. I didn't either. I didn't know you loved him. I do love him. Uh, and uh, I have a bromance with him. Man crush. It is a man crush. Leave me alone. Man so. crush Monday. <laughs> Every day for course. <laughs> so I and I've been I, you know I've been waiting for the show to to come on. I, I, once uh, once I found out that he was in the, the show, um, he plays a small part, kind of like he did in in Sons. He's not the main character. Um, the main character is actually uh, David Morrissey. People might know him from House. He was uh, Trigger, the police officer. He was in about six or seven episodes in House. The other thing you might know him from is World War Z. I'm sure some of you guys have it's seen. It's a good him. movie. He's the guy that's locked uh, locked up in uh, in South Korea, the CIA mm-hmm. operative. Okay, yeah. Okay, now you, you remember what he looks like in that movie? Uh, you know, I don't. Didn't he like rip his teeth out? No. No, no, I'm thinking about something. I'm drawing a blank. I remember. Okay. There's an older gentleman. Right? He is. Yeah, he's. He looks like he's an older gentleman. He's not so old. Hang on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was he was in that. And so he's the patriarch of the family. Yes. Okay. Me. That's what that's who he is. Oh yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, that's one of those. As soon as you see the face, yeah. it's like an oh yeah, yeah. You know, the first thing I saw him in was that movie with Jack Nicholson, where he was a drunk who had uh, killed his daughter drunk driving, and he eventually got out of prison. I think it was Jack Nicholson, and he was going to go kill him after he got out. You remember that? That I don't remember. What was his name again? David Morrissey. David Morrissey. But this is what he looks like on the t- on the Outsiders. Oh wow, he looks completely different. Big change, yeah. Very big change. 
you know, in anybody who's seen, and that's a. Wait, you said David Morrissey. Morrissey, M O R S E. That's oh, that's Ryan Hurst. Everybody knows. I mean, have you seen the show? You know it's, who he it's is. Opie. Yeah. So he hasn't ever really changed his look very much. I mean, no, he's, not he's, at all. You know, he's gone right from being an outlaw biker, long hair, must you know, beard and all that stuff, to being a part of this TV show where they're all kind of like that. Everybody's got long hair and stuff. But what the the show is based around is, um, like I said, they're on, they're entrenched on this mountain, been there for two hundred years, and a big coal company comes, wants to evict them from the mountain. And the town sheriff is basically like, you're not going to be able to do this. These people, you know, they're self-sufficient up there. They're, they are family. If you go up there, you're going to need to bring body bags because they're going to go down fighting. You're never going to get these people off this, this mountain. And that's what the show is based on. So the first episode is um, basically, you know, they introduce everybody. They've all got their own language. I mean, they do, they do talk normal at times, but they've also got their own language. Which is a little hard to understand at first. What? Yeah, I, I can't even tell you. I can't even explain the language because it's kind of like, like gibberish. I guess would be the way to best describe it. But so, like each individual person has a different language. No, no, they have a they, no, they, they, they have a family. The, the, fam- the, the family has their own language that they speak to. Like if they're around people, they can talk in this language and they would know. But, Talking in code, basically. Right. So, but on the same token, if they go into town, they can converse with the town people because they do go into town once in a while for supplies <laughs> and stuff like that. Like once you know, in a while. you know, will they make a a moonshine? I guess is what you would call it. Um, so they got to go in and get supplies to make that stuff and all that stuff. I mean, it's, it, like I said, first episode, first show was on Tuesday. I watched it. Um, I enjoyed it, so uh, I will be tuning in next Tuesday when. Well, if you like him, uh, the movie I was talking about is The Crossing Guard. Okay. Nineteen ninety-five. You should check it out if you haven't seen it. I don't know why I watched that when I was younger. That's not really the kind of thing I was looking Probably because it was Jack Nicholson. Probably. Yeah. So. You know, I kind of feel, I feel your pain. I think I'm developing, I don't want to call it a man crush, but I, I just discovered an actor I really like. Uh, last night we watched Pontypool, and uh, Stephen McCaddy. You know who he is? You should look no. him up. I've seen the guy, and said, I think he's going to be the next Lance Hen- Henriksen. You know, he's got a very furrowed face, a very powerful voice. So I kind of understand that. I'm going to start following. I'm going to start right. watching some stuff he's been in because I was blown away. The, the DJ in the movie last night. I mean, the movie Mr. might... Mr. Mazzy. Yeah. The movie might not have been really great, but, man, his performance was awesome. It was. He was really good. Sorry. No, sorry. No, no. So, like I said, I mean, Paul and I joked about the uh, the man crush on Ryan Hurst. I mean, uh, I don't know what it, what it is, but he's just, I think he's just a fantastic actor. I've seen him in Remember the Titans. The Disney movie about the T.C. Williamson football team in Georgia that was the first football program in Virginia to integrate um, and how the football team integrated and went from being an all-white team to an integrated team and how they, the first year together, they went undefeated and finished second in the, this, the finished second in America, the, the runner-up to the national champion for the, for the year. So, you know, and he's completely different in that. I mean, he's clean-cut. Um, you, if you were to see a picture of him in that movie and then him in either of the Outsiders or Sons of Anarchy, you'd say there's no way that's the same person. Yeah. I mean, clean cut, shaving, crew cut, stuff like that. So, And then he's also in Saving Private Ryan. He's got a small part in that. Um, so, I mean, I've seen everything he's in. He's actually in The Postman with Kevin Costner. Oh, no kidding. And that was like one of the first movies he did. And that was the first time I saw him. And, you know, I was like, it, you know, same thing. Like, he looks like he's he's going to be a pretty good actor, and I started following him from that point. So, yeah. so 
you know, like I said, it's just it's a, sh a show my brother and I have been talking about wanting to watch it, and uh, I made sure that I, I DVR'd it so that I could see it. And I actually watched it when it came on. I made sure that I was, I made sure my kid was in bed, and kind of the same way you should do with, with sons, you know. Was it on a Tuesday? It is. <laughs> it's on Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Wow, there's a shocker. <laughs> so that will fill the void for now. The, the void that the bastard executioner failed to yes, fill. Yes, it failed, yes. definitely failed to fill there. So, but yeah, that's the show that I, I'm most interested in in getting to, to watch. I'm hoping it's it's gotten great um, reviews. Um, I think there was. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> it's gotten great reviews. I mean, I think it was on. There was a 90 minute. The pre uh, premiere episode was 90 minutes, and it was on right again after that. It was on again. I mean, they're. they're Promoting it very, very heavily. So, I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping it makes it through the, the season, and there's gonna be more episodes. But like I said, it's gotten great reviews, and uh, everybody's been talking about it. So, so nice. Like I said, Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock on the uh, WGN America. For me, it's two, channel 239, which is a dish is on my dish on dish. I'm not sure what it is on DirecTV. Um, I'm not sure what it is on Time Warner either. So, but that's the show I'll be watching. Alright. Paul, what have you been watching? Just like the rest of you guys, apparently. Um, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I've, I've picked that up. Uh, I've also picked up Agent Carter, but I have not yet made it through the two-hour premiere. Um, I felt like that about the first season. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you didn't make it through the first season? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I did power through the first season of that because the wife is really into it. She's still really into this one, too. I don't... Ugh. Well, it makes all the difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Do we have to watch it? Yes. But Legends of Tomorrow, um, as we all know, it's the the spinoff from the the Arrow Flash universe, where it's looks to be a collection of a ragtag team of heroes that Rip Hunter has collected. Um, you mean Rory from Doctor Who? That, yeah, no, I don't know. He, he's Rip Hunter to me. So. I love him. Well, he's in it. So, <laughs> I'm definitely um, going to watch it. It was a two-part premiere, I guess. It's, it was. They, they cut in half over two weeks. The f episodes one and two, it's... I didn't even realize that that was what it was. Like I thought the first episode was all wrapped up. I'm like, okay, there's the pilot. Great. Started watching this one, and it says, pilot, part two. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, they bring the characters together, as we all saw. Who we got? We've got um, the Adam, Hawkman and Hawk Girl, yeah. White Canary, which is Dr. Sarah Lance from Arrow, Doctor yeah. Dr. Freeze and or Captain, Captain Cold, Cold and, and, and um, Heatwave. And Heatwave, thank you. And then uh, you go and Firestorm. Yes, which I'm really digging this version of Firestorm. This Jackson, whatever his name is, I like the kid. I like the interaction, how he kind of gives. He came off, I think, best in the premiere. The best character, I think he came yeah. off. Yeah. It, def um, it definitely <clears throat> had some progression. And and their interaction gets even better in that second episode that you haven't seen. Yeah. Um, we actually get the Firestorm costume, finally. Nice. So that, that did garner me a fist pump. Because they've actually made it look like a costume. It has the red and the, the yellow, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. Finally. There's no explanation for it. It's just... They show up in it, but um, give the show a chance. 
because it does get better. Now, I, I'm being very vague about the second episode because I'm the only one around the table who's watched it so far. Vague? Vague. You said bad. Continue back. People are laughing. I totally got lost there. Thanks. You're welcome. That's trying, what you're I do best. trying to be vague. Yes, I'm still trying to be vague because you guys haven't watched it yet and some stuff happens. Stuff happens. Shit happens in every show. Okay, but yeah, stuff happens. Really. The premise is this group is brought together to take out Vandal Savage. Because apparently, you know... They're brought together to make shit happen? Yes, they're going to make yes. shit happen. Now, did you guys catch some of the Easter eggs in it? Oh, it was last week when I watched the premiere. I'm trying to think if there was anything I caught. The name of Rip Hunter's ship. Oh. The Wave Rider, which is a DC character. Um, made me chuckle. Um, some of the locations that we went to, Ivy Town, is in the second episode. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Great. That doesn't mean much. Other Still than, doesn't mean anything to me. So. Yeah. Other than that's where the Atom is from, like in the comics. Like that's okay. his city. Um, in the premiere episode, they go to St. Roche? St. Rock? I, I don't even know how they're pronouncing it. To go get the professor who knows about... Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That's where the Hawks are based out of in the comics. So they're, they're doing all these little nods to it as it goes. Um, our Boba Fett looking guy there? Yeah. Yeah, that's supposed to be Kronos. Which is a right. DC time traveling villain that they've turned into a bounty hunter now. So, <laughs> um, There was definitely um, extra cheese in the, the first episode. Yeah, especially in that bar fight scene. Oh my god, yeah. I think I heard my wife audibly groan when that started. <laughs> that, uh, I, I don't know if a lot of the cheese came from the fact that it's all taking place in the 70s so far, and they're fighting really hard to make it, like, the stereotypical 70s stuff. You know, it, it, this is weird, but it bothered me when that one bar patron walked up to Canary and she didn't want to dance, no, I don't. And he says, was it bitch or whatever? Just the, the randomly calling the character a bitch. I don't know if our sensibilities are changing, but it's okay to use that once in a while. But man, that seemed uh, almost... Kind of rapey? Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't usually say, wow, that's super sexist. But I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got... There was an audible wow, really? When that yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. But again, the show ends and Kristen was like, that was awesome. And I was like... She liked Legends of Time? She loved it. Loved it. Put Holy her shit. iPad away and watched Whoa. the show. Which is, yeah, that does not happen. Usually she watches every show from over her iPad. Put it down to watch the show. Both both episodes. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the use of, and I knew it was going to be this way with the whole, the way the story is formulated, but the use of the Hawks and making them like the central portion of this, yeah, it's going to get old real quick. Because I frankly do not give a shit about the Hawks. No, and I don't. I don't even like what they're doing with them. Yeah. Me either. Um, very um, heavy-handed. Yeah. Yeah. Especially tying the professor in the way they did. I mean, mm -hmm. come on. We go from her not remembering anything, but then all of a sudden she's like torn apart with what happens because of him. I'm still trying to be vague because it is yeah. only a two-week-old show. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way, and it, that's tough because their their background story 
is already super cheesy. Okay. And super convoluted. Yeah. Yes. And not only, I mean, they're tied to that character, they're tied to the bad guy they're trying to catch. I, and, and, you know, neither of them are putting on bad performances, but, man, I just, I was hoping when they, they cut to them in the first episode that, okay, she's got her memory back, she's good, we don't need to go over this. Yeah, let's keep anymore. going. Yeah. Keep moving forward. But it doesn't look like we're getting that. It's it's going to be a lot more of the same. God, I really wish you guys would have watched uh, this week's episode because there's there's definitely some meat to discuss in there. Do you still have it on your DVR? What, you want to just stop this enough for an hour? <laughs> <laughs> Make some popcorn? Sure. Yeah, Jack's not here to go over the snacks with us, is he? Squirrel! <laughs> right. Yeah. He's still here in spirit. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm... I would say... I. I'm enjoying this as much as I'm tolerating Supergirl right now. Okay. So, it's not up there with Arrow and Flash for me, but it's it's getting there, especially if it keeps getting better as it goes. That's why I say just stick with it, because the second episode was way better. Well, with a, a story with this kind of a premise, especially bringing in characters from other TV shows and not assuming that your audience will have watched those shows, they had so much exposition and setting they had to go through in that first episode. I mean, I, I think the term I used when I was, excuse me, talking to my wife about it was clunky. And I knew it was going to be clunky even before I watched it. And then we started watching it. I'm like, yep, yeah, this is clunky. Mm -hmm. It was hard. And it almost seemed to me like they were fighting so hard for every character to get equal time. Yeah. Did you, did you get that too, Corbs? Yeah, I got, I got that. It was just like, you know what? It doesn't have to be fair. Pick your your main focus characters and go with it. Or go with the route that it looks like they're going to do and certain characters are going to get more screen time than others per episode. Right, yeah, I think that's what you got to kind of go with. Don't try to get everybody on the screen at the same time because it's tough with an ensemble cast like that. But I think you're right. I think if they have maybe episodes where you focus on one, two, three characters at a time and the other characters play background parts in those and that stuff. I think that might work a little bit. Focus on splintered missions. Okay, so we need to do a, a smash and grab for stuff. You send cold and heat wave out. You know what I yeah. mean? Which, by the way, how awesome are they? Even I love them. In fact, they're the only ones I didn't have a problem with in the first episode. They maintained their personalities from the Flash. Yeah. Like, some of the characters, they, they did, it's like, who are you? Like, Ray seems weird to me. Ray, yeah, yeah. He, he was very odd. <clears throat> it's... All of a sudden, he goes from being, like, fun and quirky in Arrow to now he's, like, this downtrodden, like, oh, uh, you know, nothing I do matters, oh, blah, 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 blah. Get a personality. <laughs> yeah. Well, they gave a reason for that. I get they, it. They did. Yeah. Uh, but I feel the same with Canary. Same thing. Um, especially considering that she clearly has most of her memories or whatever. I mean, the Lazarus Pit hasn't taken that all away. She seemed very weird as well. Yes. But that you can also chalk up to the Lazarus Pit. Yeah. Uh, but Cold and Heat Wave, I mean, they had the best lines in it. Oh, And, and the cheesiest acting, or overacting, if you will, but it fit the characters perfectly and made me laugh. Yes. I love those two. That's, they are the ones that do not seem like they belong in the show at all, but they are the most fun in it. Yeah. That, and um, I'm really, really growing on, uh, well, he's growing on me, I guess you would say, Professor Stein. And you'll you'll understand why after you see the second episode. But... He's going to be a lot of fun, and it's. I think the Firestorm character all the way around is going to be a lot of fun in this. Awesome. So now, Dr. Hugh, I'm giving you the floor to discuss X-Files. 
You know, it's funny because I never even said I wanted to discuss that. Yeah, I didn't give you a choice. No, you didn't. I mean, uh, is there something else you'd rather discuss? No, no, it's it's good to touch on it. I'm not, I'm going to try not to. Did you only go. get half an episode? Well, no, no. I actually, I, I stayed up and watched it. I went to bed late. I'm mm. saying a lot of people wouldn't have done that. See, I knew that it was going to get preempted, and I knew that my DVR would only pick up half of it. So, you know, we, we stayed up uh, till I don't know, after 12 to watch it. Uh, anyway, The X-Files. Th- this is an interesting uh, conundrum. You're trying to capture lightning in a bottle again, especially when a lot of people feel the last season, season nine, you know, kind of went downhill. Uh, ratings are, are, are pretty good. You know, the first uh, episode got really good ratings, oddly enough. Second episode was down a little, but you always expect that. If you're watching this and you haven't seen the second episode yet, I would definitely say stick with it. Because here's the thing. The first episode, reestablishing the entire X-Files universe, you know, that, that, that's tough to do. Uh, was there some weirdness? Yeah. The the actors had to kind of brush the rust off, even though they still felt like... Um, Mulder I, and Scully? I was about to say Mully and Scully. <laughs> <laughs> Scully and Mulder. They, they felt right. Uh, a lot of time has passed, and a lot of things have changed for the characters. It's stuff that they don't entirely explain, which is a little weird. In fact, there was one sequence in the episode where my wife and I both looked at each other and I said, do you know what just happened? And she's like, no, I don't know what just happened. And it was basically where, you know, Scully comes to find Mulder, they start talking about what's going on, and she's just like, I'm done, and she goes to leave. And we're like, we really didn't get what they were trying to tell us in that scene. It it did not come through. Um, Okay. Yeah, it was weird. But that being said, it's picking up. It's getting better. You got to... It's sad that with such a short run that the first episode wasn't right out of the gate, fantastic. It was okay. It was just okay. Second episode was a little better. Felt a lot more like the older X-Files. The only real thing that I have an issue with in the X-Files, and has anybody seen this yet? No. Is anybody going to see this? I forgot about it. I, I'm going to go back and watch when I can. Well, that might be forever from now. Yeah. So here's the thing that bothers me. They have a new focus on a, a new conspiracy. Basically, what they decided is to take all the mythology from the old show and sweep it under the rug, and it, none of it matters anymore, because they determined that everything that... Not not like the monster of the week and stuff like that. That stuff all stands, but the alien conspiracy stuff, the black oil, the bounty hunters, all that stuff, it was all a setup by the government to misdirect them from what was really going on, which looks to be the government using alien technology. All the abductions are actually our government in alien spaceships, you know, with technology they've re-engineered. At least that seems to be what they're, they're going for. Now, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, and at one point, you know, one of the characters says, you know, black goo, come on. It basically says that, that those storylines were ridiculous, which a lot of people felt like that, that the black goo stuff was. It was creepy at first, but they thought, you know, they never really cleared it up if you watched the original X-Files. Okay, that's all fine, but to basically take the entire mythology part of the show and say in the very first episode yeah that was all bullshit bothered me just a little bit I don't feel like they yeah they could have made this about the government using alien technology to control the world without discounting everything else right they didn't need to do that no I mean it does make it convenient because now you don't have to tie up the alien invasion storyline that they the show kind of ended but still dangling in the air but I feel like that could have been done better. I, I, I was a little bit insulted. Yeah. Yeah, I totally understand. I mean, that, that basically negates a third of the episodes <laughs> of the original series. I mean, it doesn't really negate them, but... Uh, 
Just completely discounts them. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, but that being said, uh, it, it looks like it's going in an interesting direction. Um, the characters certainly are fi- slipping into their, their, or I should say the actors are slipping into their characters more. Uh, definitely the old banter is starting to pop up. Uh, it feels like, you know, we're back. It feels like X-Files Season 10. Uh, definitely worth watching. Don't let the first episode get you down. Uh, like we talked about Legends of Tomorrow, there was always a possibility it was going to be clunky, and it was. Mm-hmm. The second episode is much better. Third episode looks to be, uh, you know, breaking away a little bit from the mythology and, you know, moving forward. You know, maybe it'll be a classic monster of the week episode. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled that it's back. I'm happy that it is what it is. Uh, I can say I'm not disappointed, which I think is saying a lot when you bring back a, a classic property like this. I, I'm not disappointed by it. Um, I'm hoping it gets a little bit better, but it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Right. And X-Files, when is it on? That actually has me confused. I think it's premiered on Sunday, then the next episode was on Monday, and I think it's on Mondays. I don't think they're putting it on Sundays. I figured it would be a Sunday thing. Yeah. Um, but was, wasn't, March, was, wasn't it originally on Monday or Sunday? No, no, well, it originally started on Fridays, and then when it didn't die a slow death like everything they put on Friday, they moved it to Sunday. Okay. And then it became kind of uh, the linchpin of the Sunday night lineup. Right. I know my dad used to watch the show, and ironically, you're talking about that, and I was on Netflix last night, and the, the series was on Netflix. Oh. Now. You, you watch all. Yeah. But you say, oh yeah, but it, it wasn't. It just recently just came back on. So I mean, if you want to, if if you have not seen it or you want to watch the series again, you can watch it on Netflix. Oh yeah, I think it was. Um, it was just a few month, months ago. I think it popped up there because I put it in my feed because I wanted. To, no, it's it's been there. I, it's been there. The whole thing. You sure? Yeah, my, me and my mom watched it. Okay, because I, I remember that I put it in my feed when it came out, or when they announced it, because I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the entire uh, old series before the new one comes out, and I haven't watched a single episode. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I severely overestimated my free time. Oh, I hear that. You know? Do I yeah, hear that? I agree with that. Well, yeah, that's, that's the X-Files. Very cool. So you're definitely recommending it to everybody. If you're a fan, yes, you absolutely have to watch it. If you're not a fan, it might be a good jumping on point because it sounds like there's going to be uh, less ridiculous, stupid shit. I want to check it out. I definitely want to check it you out. You should. Now, Alana, do you have anything to add TV-wise? I don't know if you're currently watching anything. Um, I just finished the uh, Nurse Jackie series. Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a Netflix series, I believe. But, I don't know, it, does, it, it, does, it doesn't relate to this very much. Well, neither did Outsiders, but that's okay. It's whatever we're into, right? doesn't relate, well, it doesn't... Outsiders is on is TV, fuck you! Talk about? Well, yes. <clears throat> Netflix is still on TV. I'll give you that. I swear to Christ, I'm going to smack you silly. <laughs> I don't know, there's not much to talk about without spoiling the entire series. Okay. That's fair. Mm-hmm. All, all mm-hmm. I can say is it's about a nurse that's a drug addict. And her name's Jackie, right? Yeah. It's a great cool. series. I re- I I've rec- heard good things. I recommend it to people like myself who need short, quick bursts of entertainment rather than really long, slowly building up entertainment. Okay. So if you have a short attention span but you still want a television program, watch Nurse Jackie. Yes, essentially. For a second there, I thought she was really saying I recommend it to myself, and that was the end of the statement. <laughs> no, I can make it to that people way. People love <laughs> myself. No, no, I, I get it now. I can't, I can't sit there and watch a forty-five minute. 
TV series. I can't binge watch something like that. I can binge watch Nurse Jackie because it's like 25 okay, minutes. No, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Binge watching is when you sit down and you watch a ton of TV shows all at once. What is the difference between watching two 25-minute episodes or, or one 45-minute or an hour episode if you're still sitting down for okay. the same shh, amount of shh, fucking time? Shh, shh. <laughs> okay, because Nurse Jackie jumps right into the action and with 45-minute like um, episodes, it's going to slowly build up. Wait, so you're watching TV not for story? Is that what you're saying? Because that's kind of why no, I sit down and watch the show. there's a story, but there's like... A different. So she's gonna love this new Justice it. League show. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's gonna think it's great. There's like a different. I, I don't know how to say it. Pacing. Yeah. You realize this? This is what our world is turning into. This is the generation that's going to take our place. <laughs> okay. Your place, at least. Yeah. They're gonna be like, what? Avengers 15 is. 42 minutes long? I can't sit in a movie theater for that long. No, no. It, it's just people like me who don't want to take the vacations. I don't care if it's really good and worth the $22 a ticket. No, I'd watch it. I just... I like to binge watch things, but I can't binge what watch... What a short burst. <laughs> <laughs> it, I can't really explain it. I'm sorry. We know. It's okay. It's alright. I mean, you're the one who wanted me to talk about it. So oh, this is wow. your fault. Oh, your fault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. All I did was ask if there's anything you wanted to talk about. He wanted to include you. Yes. I know, but including me usually ends in confusion and stupidity. Oh, okay, you can I am stay taking that. I am taking that clip. <laughs> With no context, I'm just going to drop it in somewhere. I love that clip. That is maybe my favorite thing that has <laughs> the been said. opening clip. <laughs> right, right before Jack starts talking. No, no, af- after I say my name. That'll be my introduction. <laughs> and then cut everything you know, else you sent out of the show. Speaking of which, no. now that this is way off topic, but we've got to go somewhere with it anyway. Um, and this is production stuff, so we don't oh. really talk about this on the mic. But um, if you have we uh, changed up our, our one opening with the music and when we talk and everything? Because I was listening to it this morning, the music really drowned out the, uh, the voices. We made a change yeah. to that? I didn't make a change to it, so I'll have to listen to it yeah. and see what happens. You know, I'm only saying that because the people that are listening to this have listened to that, so they're like, oh, wow, you know, I was noticing that too. I'm including them now. Right. So hopefully exactly. it'll be giving them voice. and confusion. You're giving them a voice? I'm giving them voice. What? Speak for the trees, but they have no mouths. I mean, tongues. They don't have mouths either. You <laughs> 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 were right the first time. Well, well, his quote is, I speak for the trees, where they have no tongues. Whose quote? Uh, the Lorax. Uh, yeah. Sage-like advice from fucking Dr. Seuss. Not literally fucking. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to figure out a way to, to come back at you with that, but okay. I take care of it. Don't worry. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. He's dead, so that that would be. That dead. doesn't make it better. I know, and I I can't think of the word for that right now. Necrophilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say I didn't know you were a necrophiliac. No, I am not. But I couldn't I think of the words, so, so the joke just, just really kind of failed. I read a story about a guy. Wait, what? Sorry. Continue your story. <laughs> he said, unless wow. she's really hot. <laughs> that, that's kind of what I'm talking about. I read a story about an immigrant who came to the U.S. back in, I want to say it was the 30s or 40s. Uh, got here, left his family immediately because he was a douchebag. And uh, pretended to be an x-ray technician or something. I don't know. He was working in the medical field. Met, he was 50-something. Met this really, this 18-year-old girl or something like that. Fell completely in love with her. 
gave her gifts, all this stuff, and she was dying. She ended up dying a few years later. So he ends up stealing her corpse, and he uses plaster and cotton to kind of recreate her face, puts, you know, fake eyeballs. Because he, he, he took her corpse, like, two years after she'd been buried. Oh. He stuffed things inside her to keep her, her body open or, you know, not uncollapsed. And, I mean, there weren't any official words on it, but they did find some paper cubes stuck in places. So, oh. uh, I yeah, it was this man. It's a little late. Him. I'm pretty sure he's been dead. Oh, he, he died. Yeah. yeah, but uh, it was uh, it was just it was an interesting article. Uh, it, it, basically, he was convinced that she was this uh, true love that he was supposed to meet that he saw in a dream or some shit, you know, back in his home country. And I mean, no, I, I don't understand why he couldn't have just recreated her with like plaster. Oh, a- after he got caught bones. and they took her, he did recreate her again. Oh. <laughs> Uh, in, in just other materials, and when he died, they actually found him in the arms of this effigy he had created of her. And the funny thing is, is uh, if you, his wife eventually actually forgave him. What? Wow. Yeah. It's it, not okay. It, it's. I wanted to actually bring this up because it was a website I discovered completely by accident that I may be checking out for further things because it looks like it's going to be interesting. The lineup. You ever heard of the lineup? No. Uh, well, they had a lot of creepiest stories of 2015. There's a lot of stuff in here. I haven't gone through it all. But the, li- the lineup looks like it's an interesting website. May, uh, if Something you're looking to for check out. Stuff on the macabre side of things. Um, the what the fuck knows? What? The BTF news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. She's creating new... There you go. New initiative. <laughs> Boom. Initiative. <laughs> so what else do we have on deck? Recommendations. Recommendations. What do you got? Mine, as I said, is a little bit different. Um, it is actually a novel, but it was the audiobook version, which I read because I do not have time to actually sit down and read real books. So you read an audiobook? Uh, yes. I'm you still am. I'm not finished. No, no. He said he read an audiobook. Well, it's still he, he picked reading. up the CD. He read all, all the words on the front of the CD. Yeah, I have to read the good. numbers so I can put them in the right order. <sighs> Eleven discs long. You can count that eye? Yes. Holy you only got ten crap. fingers? Madison showed me. She only got ten fingers. She still showed me how to count to eleven. <laughs> she used a toe. Cheese toe? What? She used a toe. Oh. She just cheese called toe. my daughter cheese toe. <laughs> Hold on. Cheese toe. Oh, boy. <clears throat> okay. So, no. It would be nice if I told them what this book was, huh? It would be Star Wars Aftermath. <laughs> takes place immediately after the second Death Star has been destroyed. Not like literally like that minute, like it's not just them flying back. But it's um it is the aftermath of that and what's happening with like the remnants of the Empire and all of our typical characters from that era of Star Wars. And it's uh, it's pretty cool to fall out. There's this big Imperial meeting happening on a planet in the outer rim that where they're trying to reorganize the Empire. Thank you. <laughs> and um, we meet certain characters who actually one of them you find out by the end of the book is a, a player in um, The Force Awakens. Hmm. So I don't want to ruin that because you get, I can get to the end of the book and that's where I put two and two together and made six. So very interesting Wait, book. What's it's two and t- two and that makes four. 
fast. <laughs> she is fast. Yeah, actually, that, that, that's that math that we went to. Yeah. I think Corbs and I actually picked up on that, but just let it go. Joke. Yeah, <laughs> I knew the joke. <laughs> I think the joke is the math class that was ITT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, it's uh, the book's actually getting a bad rap, I guess. Like really? a lot of people are saying, it's garbage. I so at it was badly wrapped. It was. It had this strange cellophane around it. I had to take it off so I can actually put the discs in. Yeah, I know you haven't actually seen a CD in about 10 years, but that's years. what they used to wrap them. What is this you speak of? <laughs> Shiny yeah, see what? Shouldn't Shiny I be death. saying this? Yeah, I, I suppose so, yeah, but I haven't seen one in years. I've seen just a CD. The My attitude mom has tongue. <laughs> Wait, what? So, yeah. I see, uh, should, am I going to have to title this Wait What? Because that keeps coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm just slow. I'm, I could put it together an episode with just her clips. You could. <laughs> it might be interesting. be a lot of ums, pauses, waits, what's, and confused. Just gibberish. Kind of like Ryan Hurst's uh, Why are you uh, giving me the finger all the time? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> So that's my recommendation. Go out and pick it up on audiobook, though, because you get the, you get sound effects and everything. It, it, get, it makes it much more immersive. Very cool. Who's reading it? I can't remember his name now. He's he's very popular for reading the a lot of the Star Wars audiobooks. I was gonna say because I thought at the very least they get you know one of the cast to do that. No, no, it's somebody he does. He does a lot of them, from what I understand. More than Freeman should read every audiobook. That's not true. Why? It's. Can you imagine him reading like Green Eggs and Ham? That would be fantastic. I was, I was gonna say once it once it came out, I was like, "That's okay." A then, idea. You want him reading Fifty Shades of Grey? Thank you. No. Not that I would listen to that, but I don't know. Just think of that, though. <laughs> well, him and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Sam Jackson version. Jones. Yeah. Wow. What is we're it? All, all, what? We're onto something here, aren't we? Yeah, well, we're onto the fact that you know. Um, African-American people have the best voices. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a white guy I'd want to read to read me a book. Wait, that sounded creepy. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> really Scratch that. I wouldn't want uh, Morgan Freeman sitting at the end of my bed reading me a story either. That would freak me out. <laughs> I wouldn't mind plugging in earphones and listening to it, though. Listening to him at the end of your bed reading your book. No, 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 no. That just seems lazy if he's right there anyway. Just... <laughs> it's the new generation. They just can't have a connection. <laughs> okay, anyway. I can't hear you. I don't have my headphones on. Squirrel. Right. What are you recommending to us this What week? I recommend for the Geek Pod Book Club. Oh, that's right. I didn't even use it. You that didn't. I was Jesus, like, oh, you told me to make sure I use it. Actually, this this is kind of a recommendation and uh, possibly a, a critique of uh, Batman 48. I don't know if uh, everyone's aware, but uh, Snyder is leaving the book. Uh, he's going to be going to Detective Comics uh, shortly, later this year, uh, because Batman is going to a twice-monthly uh, schedule. And that's more than he can keep up with. Don't know what the details are on that. I didn't mention it in news because I knew this. I was going to bring this up. Here's the thing. Uh, Batman 48 seems like it's supposed to be a turning point. We all know that Bruce Wayne's going to be back in the suit uh, in 50, uh, Batman 50, which is probably earlier than originally planned, but, you know, an editorial edict, it would seem. Yeah. Um, which may have something to do with Snyder, you know, going to detective. Now, at the end of Batman 47, 
Bruce sits down on a bench, which is uh, overlooking the lake, which is where, you know, Bruce Wayne and Joker, or Batman and the Joker, had their final battle, not on the lake, but in the caverns underneath it. And he sits down next to this guy on a park bench, and the guy turns, and you are clearly supposed to think that this is a uh, Joker that has been rejuvenated, just like the uh, that the leftover stuff from the Lazarus Pit in that cave healed Bruce Wayne, but left him with no memories or anything of Batman or his parents and all that. You're, you're led to believe that this is the Joker. Green eyes, very angular face, the same smile. And you're thinking, oh, this is the, you know, rejuvenated Joker, you know, seeing Bruce Wayne, what does he know, all that. You get to the next, uh, next book, and it becomes foggy as to whether that actually is him. At one point, it looks like the guy's going to, you know, blow his brains out. He says some very unjokery things. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that that's the case now. And I feel like the book is suffering now because of the changes that are being forced on it. Because End of 47 was a oh shit moment. 48 was kind of like, well, that was that. And the end of the book, I mean, Gotham's being attacked. You know, there's some bad stuff happening all around. And Bruce Wayne breaks down a door because Alfred won't open it. He's sitting there because he knows what he's there for. And he screams at Alfred to, you know, show me where my cave is. Because this Bruce Wayne is tired of, uh, I think it's Mr. Bloom is attacking the city. And he, he has to help. This feels really weird. That may not be the Joker. And this is a Bruce Wayne, mind you, that has none of the martial arts training. He knows nothing. He can't be Batman. I don't care how altruistic you are, because he does want to help. Putting on that suit is not going to do a damn thing. Right. I, I feel like they're forcing him into this suit, and the only way he's going to be back, that's air quotes back, by uh, issue 50 is for something magical or dumb to happen that, that puts all that stuff back in his head. Because, I mean, that that's why the Justice League, you know, couldn't use him. They came there, uh, Wonder Woman put her lasso on him just to make sure he was telling the truth. They've determined that he can't just be Batman again because all the skills Batman learned, he doesn't have. All of those memories are gone. He is, for all intents and purposes, just Bruce Wayne. Just the Bruce Wayne that never saw his parents killed. Okay, because he he did not, he has none of those memories now. I know that they eventually they have to make him Batman again. I'm fine with that, but this doesn't feel right. It feels like they're trying to have a triumphant return of the long lost hero, and this would have been a great story if it had gone on for another year. Uh, I have a feeling these last two issues, and probably not at any fault of us uh, Scott Snyder's, are going to kind of suck. Yeah, they're rushing it back now. Yeah. Because they have their point that this is when this has to happen. Yeah. Because oddly it, enough, what what month is this going to come out? Uh, March. Oh, interesting. I wonder why. Yeah. yeah, it's probably about the same time we're going to get classic Superman back, right? Yeah, yeah, the exact same month. Hmm. Which is also the same month that. Uh, Isn't there something coming yeah, out yeah, right then? Um, what what is that? Batman v Superman. Oh movie? yeah, big mainstream movie coming out. It's not in March. March eighteenth, right? I think it was May. I love those comic books. And we had this discussion. I thought it was May, too, and Jack said it was March and then showed me. It's March. Said, yeah. You're taking your uh, the word of Jack? He showed me on his phone the release date. I wouldn't trust it anyways. It's Jack's phone. <laughs> he has his own version of IMDb. He does. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I, it, it wasn't a bad book. And as stories go, it's not a bad story. But you can kind of see what's happening here, and it's really disappointing because Snyder's been one of the best uh, writers Batman has had. He's been on the book since two, 
2011, I think. Yeah, when they did the when he came out of the new 52, right? Yeah. 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 So he's been on it for years. It's been a great run, and to see his run end with something that's a forced rush job just kind of pisses me off. As it should. I agree 100 percent on that. That's that's just it's a shame with what they're doing. Um, but hey, it's DC. If they weren't making bad editorial decisions, nobody would be doing anything. Right. They would be Marvel. Um, that's not true either because... No. Did you see this... Uh, well, nope. not this. This this thing coming, the Dead No More? Uh, I saw the first one. I have not seen the second teaser, but I do know that it's Spider-Man related somehow. All they did is they did the Dead No More again, and it just has a spider web behind it. So... I'm just I, I don't have anything else to go on with that. It's just that it made me think of when we were talking bad about when we were talking about editorial decisions. Well, if it's Spider Man related, Uncle Ben, Gwen Stacy, um, neither of which Gwen Stacy doesn't make sense because she now has her own book. Uh, Uncle Ben technically is alive in the Spider Verse um, books, you know, the other world version of them, so that doesn't really make sense. I can't think of anybody in the Spider Man Oh Doctor Octopus. That is a possibility. I was more thinking along the lines of Ben Riley. This is true, but is Ben Riley coming back a huge teaser type event? Could be if they have something special for him to do. I mean, that we would literally have nothing else to go on with this other than that teaser. Yeah, the first teaser wasn't tied to a character, right? It was just on a black yeah. background, right? Yeah, and everyone was thinking Wolverine. Well, that was my first thought, but I saw a lot of Wasp and Yellow Jacket. Oh, I didn't even know they were dead, but okay. Either. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, that's it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I was hoping it'd be Kane coming back as Scarlet Spider again, but apparently, from what I understand, is he's really alive, but nobody knows it. There was some epilogue after Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. I think I do remember that. I, this is. Last a year. while ago, yeah, now. yeah, yeah. There, there was something at the end, yeah. Okay. But uh, I don't, I don't. You know, it's Marvel's making a lot of good decisions lately. Um, Secret Wars was fantastic, even though it ran too long. Uh, I mean, I had my issues with it, but uh, I, I've been reading uh, lately that people are saying Secret Wars will be this generation's Watchmen. They feel that it, Secret Wars is on that level. Really? Well, Watchmen was weird and confusing too. Agreed. So I can't really argue with that notion because it was good in, in its event that ended without people just being disappointed that's usually how big up events end with everyone being pissed off yes I, uh, I think I need to go back and read it as a whole yeah binge read maybe but only for 25 minutes at a time right so yeah well I mean it's about how long it takes me to poop so <laughs> just saying I mean in case everybody needed to know that do we have anything else we would like to wrap up well, I do have two things. Perfect. Um, first of all, I thought this might be a good title for the episode, um, but I don't... Uh, it, there's there's nothing in the episode it really calls to other than me saying it. But last night, um, Avery, my four-year-old, was stomping around having a fit last night, and we tried to get her to calm down, and she says, I'm a ballerina. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my God, I have to tell that other... The, the podcast. Uh, it was hilarious, and she said it so seriously. I didn't know if it would fit, though. Oh, we should save that for an episode with Jackson. Oh, I don't know. Jack doesn't seem like the dancing type to me. Oh, he, he seems, like, he seems like the tutu type. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. obviously. Okay. okay. 
Um, I did have a take my money as well. Outstanding. Now, I didn't talk about this in What's Got Me Geeked, only because I don't want to make a huge, huge deal about it, but I think I might actually every week be uh, bringing something with me that's related to this. Um, my wife and I started uh, a new diet on Monday because we, we, both, we want to have another baby, and we're both big, and that can affect fertility, and let's face it, Avery is four years old, and we've been trying for four years with no luck to, uh, to get pregnant again. So, uh, very likely due to, you know, both of us are big. So, we're on Monday. We started uh, dieting again, and we are doing some exercise. Like yesterday, I went to the Y and walked on the treadmill for an hour. That's why I'm all achy today. But no big deal. Mesmerized by the treadmills. Yeah, the really cool treadmills at the the, the, the uh, Y are they are awesome. But anyway, um, so uh, d discovering new things as I'm trying to eat healthier and eat more low calorie. And uh, I wanted to bring these up just because if anybody else is trying to do this, this that might help them. Uh, our goal is to keep ourselves under a certain amount of calories every day, which is what dieting is, but we're using an application called MyFitnessPal, I don't know if you guys yes. are familiar with it, uh, to, to log in our calories and stuff. And I've used it before, every time I use it, you know, I start dropping weight. And, and it's a really useful tool because it forces you to think about what, what you're gonna have. Now our diet isn't necessarily restrictive of anything. I can eat anything I want, but I have to log it and I have to stay under a certain amount of calories. A um, Couple things I've discovered this week, first of all, Breakfast doesn't have to suck. There's a company called uh, Jones. They make sausage. You find a frozen. It's they're a uh, like a Swift premium brown and serve competitor. Mm -hmm. One of those other ones. They make a chicken breakfast sausage. Now we've tried everything. We've tried turkey sausage in the past. Um, all this stuff. Never had anything that really tasted good like breakfast sausage until now. This stuff is. It's four links. Is only 80 calories. Nice. Which is perfect because you need protein, you need to have calories. It's not a, a game to see how low you can get, you need to eat. Uh, it is freaking delicious. It is juicy. It, I actually like it better than regular pork sausage. And mind you, we discovered this stuff a week or two weeks ago before we started dieting. So this just isn't my uh, uh, flavor-starved palate going, oh my god, this stuff is good. It's really good. Um, i impressed. I never thought chicken sausage could taste that good. So if you're looking to cut your calories, um, that's an awesome option. I mean, I, I've been throwing, you know, a, a couple of those links, and, you know, I mean, fried eggs only 90 calories. We use a, I have a electric skillet, so you can mm -hmm. you use just the spray. Nothing sticks to it. You know, a, a fried egg, uh, a sandwich flat, and, you know, two of those links, so, you know, 40 calories, you know, sliced lengthways, throw it on there. I mean, that's under 300 calories, you know, for your breakfast. Now, the other thing we've discovered is a spiralizer. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. It's a little device that you can uh, buy at Walmart, um, and uh, they actually called it, it's spiralized, but it's called, it's called a Vegetti. That's the actual national okay, brand. Okay, I got you. And it was interesting because we wanted to try a Vegetti, and I'm going to tell you what it is in a minute. Oh, oh but, but, but there's a reason for that, which is why she's laughing. Now, my wife said she didn't want to spend $15, $20 on a Vegetti at Walmart without knowing if she liked zucchini, because that's the big thing you use mm -hmm. it to basically make pasta out of zucchini. Yeah. I love zucchini. She hates zucchini. She didn't know if she would like it. I could understand her not wanting to spend the money. So I thought to myself, you know, our neighbor Diane, she's an older lady, she, I just thought she seems like the type of person that would have a vajetti. And I said to my wife, do you think I could ask Diane if we could borrow her vajetti? We just want to try her vajetti out for a little bit. And my wife goes, I don't think it's appropriate for you to go asking Diane if you can use her vajetti. You know, I, I just feel wrong about that. But, <laughs> mind you, I'm in Walmart last week. 
I'm picking up some zucchini anyway, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to call Diane and ask her about her vajetti. So I called Diane. I said, Diane, my wife and I want to try zucchini pasta, and you seem like the kind of person that would have a vajetti. Do you have a vajetti? She goes, yes, I do have a vajetti. I, let me go see if I can find it. She goes away for a minute. She comes back and says, I found my vajetti. <laughs> you are welcome to borrow my vajetti for a little while if you just want to see if it's worth the money. And I said, fantastic, <laughs> Diane. Thank you. So when we got back, I, I grabbed her vajetti. <laughs> okay? And we, we oh, this week, we have been out. zucchinis in her vajetti and making them into zucchini pasta. And it is delicious. And it's almost no calories. You can eat an entire zucchini that you pre previously put in Diane's vajetti. <laughs> it's like 30, 40 calories. There's nothing to it. <coughs> <laughs> brought the show to a standstill. Paul just saluted me, folks. <laughs> That's... Oh, God. He's crying. Oh, my God. That was fantastic. That... that... <laughs> You win. <laughs> but it really is a good way to uh, make a delicious low-calorie meal because the zucchini noodles, like I said, have no calories at all. Really, no calories. And my wife was able to take those and a little bit of chicken broth, a little bit of cream, and some Parmesan, and it fucking tasted amazing. I mean, you do have to salt them and let them drain and squeeze them out because they're kind of moist. But, uh, again, it's delicious. <laughs> like Jack, anyway. Insert Jack's giggle. Well, I mean, you got to figure. You put a zucchini in Diane's uh, vajetti, and it's going to be moist because there's a lot of moisture <laughs> in the zucchini. That's very uh, true. The the last thing I wanted to bring up, I don't want this to be like a shopping list. I just figure, you know, every week as we discover new things, kind of throw them out. There's stuff that's really good that, that's good for you, might be useful, because I know, Corbs, you said you've been working on losing weight. Yep. I know Paul said you're happy being, you know, as big as you are. I was going to say a fat ass, but you're not a fat ass. I'm okay ass. with you're, that. You're in yeah, better shape than I am. I've actually been told I have quite a nice ass. Yeah? Thank you. Yeah. No. Um, Sam's Club sells uh, buffalo chicken, uh, lunch meat. And usually you got to stay away from lunch meat because it tends to be high in fat. A lot of stuff. sodium. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and you know, the sodium's been a challenge for me, but I'm not really that worried about it because that's not what I'm, I'm looking at right now. I don't have high blood pressure. So, I mean, right now I'm probably getting, you know, a tenth of the sodium I was getting before anyway. So... Uh, but we were looking for low-calorie lunch meat, and uh, they have a buffalo-flavored lunch meat. Uh, two ounces is 60 calories. Works out to a little over two slices. So you could even do four ounces, which now gives you a, you know, four to five slice. I mean, I, I put it on a sandwich flat, so it's thick now. Uh, but delicious, and I found that it, it's really helped me because in the past what I've tried to diet, it was all either lean cuisine box stuff, mm -hmm. or it's like you can't eat anything but... You right. Know, denying things. yourself. Yeah. yeah, denying yourself. I haven't felt that way because I'm taking a sandwich flat, you know, uh, two or four ounces, depending on, you know, uh, what I'm going for uh, of the buffalo chicken, some sharp and creamy mustard. Uh, they make uh, bread and butter pickles now that are uh, that are sweetened with Splenda. So they have zero mm -hmm. calories. Nice. Zero. That's and awesome. Yeah, even though pickles aren't high in calories, when you're looking for something, you know, you're trying to cut where you can. Uh, just making these delicious sandwiches uh, for lunch. And, and here's the funny part. Just the, these these things right here that I've talked about have regularly led me to, uh, at my size, uh, my fitness pal says to lose two pounds a week, I should uh, be consuming a little over 2,000 calories a day uh, with my lifestyle. And, you know, that, that all depends on how big you are and all that. Uh, 
I'm regularly left over with six or 700 calories at the end of the day that I could fill, and I don't feel like I've denied myself. And here's the thing. I've had a decent breakfast. We have good lunch, you know, a sandwich. Sometimes uh, we have some soups. We have froze. We have frozen muffin tins and, and portions. Uh, my wife usually makes a decent dinner, and then my go-to snack at night has been one of those chicken sandwiches. Again, sometimes for the second time that day. And uh, some veggie crisps. I don't know if you've seen veggie crisps or veggie crisps. They have ranch flavor, cheese flavor. I didn't know this, so they're, they're pretty low in calorie. Uh, so I'm having a decent sized sandwich and some chips as my snack at night, something that I would have felt bad about before, and I'm still coming in 600, 700 calories under my goal. Uh, I think there's a way that you can diet and not feel like you're denying yourself. And uh, if I just run across anything else, I'm definitely going to share it. I like it. Yeah. Good. Good for you. Uh, well, you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, started on Monday, I've lost 14 pounds. That's good. But, you know, some of that, you always start quick when you yeah. start dieting, you start losing weight quick, so we'll see where it goes. But, uh, hey, it's kind of like the, the whole vaping thing, anywhere I can try to help, people get better. That's right. And again, it goes back to keeping our audience alive. Yeah, because... So, you know, they yeah. keep our numbers up. Well, you do realize <laughs> that most of them that listen to us have it set to auto-download, so they could die, and they'll... they'll oh, well, perfect. We'll continue downloading our podcast till the end of time. Perfect. Then, never mind. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> then you can all die. Just make sure you have us on auto-download first. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I got. All right. So, I was at a crossroads on this WTF for this week. Was um, it the crossroads of Lake Street and Brown Alley? No. <laughs> but Corbs, you're pretty, pretty. Uh, you're familiar regular. With, familiar with you're that regular area, aren't you? I'm right. I'm a regular there. Isn't there someone you pick up there generally? But anyway. Um, Stop. Squirrel. Stop. <laughs> so I had a personal one that I was going to tell, but then news broke. And I would not feel right if I did not report on this. And this is really the only place that this could fit in. Was the personal one about the shirt? No. What's wrong with my shirt? You said there was a story behind your shirt. Oh. Yeah, because he <laughs> called you Supergirl. Corpse called you oh. Supergirl. And you're like, there was a story there. Okay. Is that an off-mic story? It can be. It's not really that exciting. Oh. Okay. Um, then fuck it. Exactly. Tell me uh, the story, damn it. Hey, look, there was my man. Squirrel. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so we're not going to do the WTF yet. We're going to discuss my shirt. Um, what is the shirt? Shirt. See, I thought this was the WTF file this my entire shirt? time. Yeah. No, sorry. No. What happened was um, we had to take Madison to the doctor's Thursday. She's been complaining, you know, she's been, she had a, a fever spiking and then she started complaining about her ear. She said to me that um, someone turned the volume down in her ear. Ooh. Yeah, as described by a five-year-old. So we took her to the doctor's double ear infection. Yay. <clears throat> Kristen um, picked out a t-shirt for her. I'll probably have to post this to our Facebook page now so people can see this. About as quick as I posted Jack's picture of his uh, DVD collection. It still isn't there. Just so <laughs> um, Don't expect us to actually follow do things, anything yes. that is said on this podcast. Right. You're lucky we show up. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you just mail it in. Yes. Jack. Thanks for showing up, Jack. <laughs> he has been listening back to the shows, by the way, so he will hear this. So you'll hear that we said thanks for not showing up? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Madison's shirt. White shirt, long sleeve t-shirt, you know what I'm talking about. 
giant graphic on the front of Captain America's shield. That's all. That's the shirt. Well, I knew she was feeling kind of yucky. So I thought I'd make her day. I went into my closet, got rid of the shirt I was going to wear, and went and got my navy blue shirt that has the same giant Captain America logo. My child's head just about blew off. She <laughs> thought this was the coolest fucking thing ever, that we have matching shirts. Had to tell everybody she saw. Um, as I'm describing it, I can just show you, because Kristen also thought this was very adorable. So she made us pose for a picture. Aww. I saw that picture. You saw that? Yes, a lot of people saw that on Facebook. Facebook that is actually like one of the biggest trending photos from our personal Facebook stuff. It's a picture of me holding Madison with both of us smiling happily wearing our Captain America shirts. So we go through the day because I stayed home from work Thursday to do this um, and maybe, you know, cut some episodes at the same time. Just say, you know, you know we're kind of caught up on episodes, so you're welcome. And <laughs> everywhere we would go throughout the day, Madison had to point out to everyone that me and Daddy are wearing matching shirts. <laughs> a little awkward when they're telling this to doctors and nurses and bus drivers. Because I, I was there to pick Madison up off the bus because I, I took her to school after her appointment. She was okay to go to school. She first told the receptionist in the office when I dropped her off at school that Daddy's wearing a matching shirt and forced me to unzip my jacket so I could show her. And then... When I picked her up from the bus, she stopped at the top of the stairs, saw that I was there, turns to the bus driver and says, ask my dad to show you his shirt. We match. And I'm just like, <laughs> don't tell people this. You know. So we, we move on to yesterday. I get home from work, and both girls are wearing Supergirl t-shirts. Little white, very girly shirts with the, with the S-Shield logo on it and big giant Supergirl. Madison looks at me and says, Are you going to put on a matching shirt? <laughs> I said, Daddy does not have a Supergirl shirt. But I do have numerous Superman ones. So I put this on for them last night, and I'm just so lazy that I pulled the same shirt out this morning. <laughs> so that that's what's going on. I'm wearing an S Out of the dirty shirt. clothes hamper, you mean. You're, that's I mean, what I mean like right next to my bed. because That's, that's what I smelled. So, probably stank, yeah. There's some stank going on. So that that's... Yeah, I'm now expected to apparently have matching shirts with my five-year-old all the time. Oh, man, just wait until they get into their teens. And when they want nothing to do with me? No, and they want you to wear matching shirts then. <laughs> Is there a story there? No, oh, no, I'm God. just trying... Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, what about when Paul, they go out and... Paul in a crop top. No. <laughs> See, no, I was more thinking like when they're like nine, ten years old and they're wearing the glitter stuff. There's oh that God. too. Or what if they start dressing like Power Girl we saw at the convention? Oh God, no! Not Follow much. the boob window. That's not good. <laughs> nice. You probably fill it out better than Power Girl. No, 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 no. It would just be hair. <laughs> yes, that would look like Chewbacca oh sticking out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how long before someone photoshops my hat on Power Girl now? With Chewbacca. Yes. Coming out of the window. That's that's bad enough. That could be a WTF. But I really need to discuss this one. Somebody now. needs to do that, please. Come on, we can't even get them to email us. And you think they're gonna take the time to do some Photoshop for us? Laura, learn how to Photoshop and then Photoshop Paul Paul's face uh, on the suit. You oh, have no. a Galaxy Note that comes with an S Pen. You can actually do that on your phone. An S Pen that I can't figure out how to get out because I can't get the case off. Okay. 
Tech problems. Yeah, I don't I don't know why they made it this way. I can't get to the S Pen. There's no way. Unless I take the case all the way up. Okay. I'm just gonna keep going here. So I'm just gonna read the story. Okay. <clears throat> The Michigan State Police Department said Tuesday that a man died after rolling his car on the ramp from the lodge to I-75. Okay? Yeah. Do you know this story? No, no. Okay. I, I'm leaving a line out just so that we can get the profoundness of it later. The accident happened early Sunday morning just after 3.30. Michigan State Police Troopers were called to the ramp from the lodge to southbound I-75 in a one-car accident. The preliminary investigation revealed the driver of the car was watching a movie while behind the wheel, police said on Monday. Are you... Mm. Watching a movie while he's driving. I know somebody who does that. The driver was not wearing a seatbelt when he lost control and rolled the car. He was partially ejected through the sunroof and died on scene. Man died driving down the highway, watching a movie. On Tuesday, Fox Channel 2 was speaking with Michigan State Police Troopers about a different story when the troopers revealed the man had been watching pornography and masturbating while driving. <laughs> I love the title you have for this, too. Oh, man. The troopers also said the 58-year-old man was not wearing pants at the time of the crash. <laughs> Imagine just, like, having to pull out a dead man out of his car and just... Only partially, because he was hanging out the sunroof. <laughs> they didn't rolling up on that scene and seeing him, like, hanging out the sunroof. It was just... <laughs> just naked ass hanging out the sunroof. I mean... But seriously, I mean, like, was he married? I didn't. Was getting out of the house his only opportunity? That I don't have in the story. I mean, unless it's kind of like a thrill thing, you know, like being choked or something. <laughs> Driving at 80 miles an hour down the highway. It's not fun to figure it out. We say that there's going to be people who are going to try it. No, don't try it. Yeah, this. do not try this at home. It does not end well. Well, try it at home, just not in your car. That's true. Lot of police stop telling people to touch themselves. We've already had this discussion at the beginning of the podcast. We don't want people touching <laughs> We did not talk about this. Yes, we did. Yeah. You were involved. But anyway, Lana does want me to mention that the, the title for that, <clears throat> this week's WTF, will be called, on our show notes, on the website, Don't Stroke and Drive. It's <laughs> a great title. On that note... Megabyte me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.